Dan Tyer is a pretty big deal. I still see you under a uh, computer in 1986. He went from selling encyclopedias door to door to being a member of HubSpot's founding team. I spent the first 14 years at HubSpot as a salesperson, and I am a great salesperson. But in 2014, Dan lost a deal. You're not always sure why you lose, but this time was different. They didn't tell him why, but they did tell everyone on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter said, don't talk to Tyre. He didn't follow through on what he said he was going to do. Now an authority on inbound marketing and sales, hear all about Dan's journey on this week's episode of Pretty Big Deal. What was the first sales job you ever had? All right. Way before you were born. 1977, right? My first sales job was selling books door to door in Portland, Oregon. But I sold dictionaries for a company called the Southwestern Organization. I wasn't particularly wealthy. And uh, I asked the recruiter that was uh, recruiting for salespeople, can I make two grand? He goes, yeah, you can make more than that. I'm like, okay, I'm in. What do I got to do? He's like, you got to get in the back of a van. You got to drive down to Nashville, Tennessee. You got to learn how to sell books. And then we send you someplace across the United States. I'm like, where? He's like, we don't know yet. I'm like, okay, I'm in, right? And uh, so I went to Portland, Oregon, and it was amazing. For the first, I don't know, three weeks, I didn't sell anything. I was a mess. I didn't know how to do it. And then I figured it out. It took three weeks of hard work. And then I ran into some lady who was an angel. She just took pity on me, and she, like, bought a set of uh, books. And then I realized how to do it. And it was amazing because uh, it would reinforce your heart, right? These people were so nice. And, and, like, I could tell you the techniques. I could still do it. Right. After you do it 10,000 times in a summer, right? This is the way I would carry my dictionaries around with me. And uh, people would say, okay, that's kind of interesting, but I, I got to ask my husband. I'm like, that's what uh, Mrs. Balter said. And they're like, what? They're like, you know, Mrs. Balter right across the street? She said, yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to wait for Sam to come home because $40 for my kid's education, that's pretty good. And they're like, Mrs. Balter bought one? I'm like, actually, she bought two. Right. And I had my uh, my receipts right there. They grab them out of my hand and be like, oh, my God, that we didn't have any money. How she do? It was all this social pressure. It was amazing. So I did it for a year and made five grand over the summer. I thought I was like a billionaire. Next summer, I went to Washington State. I worked in Bellingham, Washington right? As a sophomore. And I recruited uh, nine guys. That was my first sales manager experience. But through the rest of my life, right? Dealing with so many people in rapid fire. And when you knock on somebody's door, my line was, uh, they're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Dan. I'm a salesman. You don't shoot them around here, do you? And people would actually laugh at that. I, You laughed at that. Maybe it's the delivery. It's, it's good. That's a money know, first line. I know, I know. That's a great first line. I like I had short hair and I like I uh, had uh, short pants on and I was the least threatening person ever. Right. And I would go from door to door. People would see me coming and they'd be like, that's the book. guy." It was the greatest introduction to sales that I had uh, that you could imagine because uh, you related to so many different people. So, Dave, when you were starting out, though, you mentioned you had three weeks of no sales. You're sitting there. You're you have to pay tuition. You don't have any money and you're in a totally new place. But was there ever a point that you were like, oh, this isn't going well. I should probably bail. Only about uh, 850 times. I'm like, holy, I I didn't have any money to buy anything. The reason they send you to Bellingham, Washington is because the other eight guys quit. They're like, this is too hard. You want me to knock on a door of people I don't know? And I'm like, no, I don't have enough money to get back to New York. I can't. I'm like, let's try it. And then it's like everything else. And it's an important concept for all your sales listeners, right? It's uh, just engaging with 
with other human beings. And the more you do it, the better you get. Okay. So you're done selling encyclopedias. You have all these newfound skills as a salesperson. What did you do next? So I walked into this place called the computer store, right? Which I guess was pretty good for marketing. And uh, they had an advertisement in the window for a salesperson. And uh, the guy goes, do you have any computer experience? I'm like, absolutely none. I don't know COBOL. I don't know like anything. I never took a computer course. He goes, can you sell? I'm like, yes. And so he gave me the job, right? And in a month, I was their top salesperson because I had all these skills that immediately applied. And so I worked there for a year. And my boss is Roger Lund. It was amazing experience. It was is great. And then uh, Roger comes in and he's like, um, I'm quitting. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, I'm going to a startup. I'm like, what's a startup? He goes, it's a small company that's going to grow very quickly. I'm like, all right, knock yourself out. He goes, no, no, no. I want to take you with me. I'm like, I got a job. He goes, I'll give you $100 more a month. I'm like, yeah, I'm a startup guy. So I, I, I went with Roger and it was uh, like dumb luck. Right. And a little bit of extra scratch. And it changed my entire trajectory of my life. I started with this company called Businessland and I worked as a salesperson to start and then moved to a sales manager. Then I went out to L.A., worked in the entertainment industry for Businessland, selling to Paramount and Disney. And I stole Stevie Wonder a uh, computer in 1986. You sold Stevie Wonder a computer? He like walked in and he goes, I need a computer. I'm like, hey, you're Stevie Wonder. Right. Businessland was a big deal back then. Right. I met Bill Gates multiple times. Steve Jobs. I sold with Steve Jobs. This is amazing. Right. In 19 uh, must have been 86. Steve got kicked out of Apple computer. Right. And he started this company called the Next Computer. Right. And we had an exclusive um, business land, an exclusive uh, right to resell uh, next computers in uh, North America. Right. And so Steve Jobs secretary would call me up and said, Steve's coming to um, New York. He wants to meet with clients. Right. And so my job was to call people up and say, Steve Jobs wants to meet with you, which is the easiest job in the world. Oh, my God. We'd rent out a room at the Four Seasons restaurant on Park Avenue and everybody would come like it was a huge thing. And I would stand at the door, shake all these hands. I'd see them on the cover of uh, Fortune magazine. And then I'm shaking their hand. John Goodfriend from Solomon Brothers, John Reed from Citicorp, uh, Enzo Terezi, Dave Norman. And um, like. Steve would be there and I'd be sitting right next to him. And then my job was to like, when he was speaking, I'd stand up and I go, ding, 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 like it's a wedding. And I've got ladies and gentlemen, Steve Jobs. Then I'd sit down and he'd just talk. He was amazing, amazing as a salesperson, amazing, right? And people listened to him because of his background and because of experience, right? Lots of um, these uh, luminaries in uh, business would come to these uh, sessions. And I, like, I probably should have started this podcast. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Things happen to me that don't happen to normal people. I do a lot of stuff, right? And I got the big energy, but things just fall into my lap, right? I met Bob Marley in 1980, right? I had dinner with the Grateful Dead, right? Uh, I met Muhammad Ali, all these like crazy things. So at this point in the story, everything's falling into place for Dan. He's the top salesperson everywhere he goes. He's networking with industry icons, and he's even bumping into celebrities left and right. But there's a moment in his career that really stops him in his tracks. Because in 2007, uh, I'm sure your listeners can understand, I was a little pushy, right? I'm like, all right, Sam, you got to get moving by the end of the month if you really want to take advantage of this. And it it worked, right? In 2014, if I ever said, Sam, like, you got to move, like, pretty quickly, you'd, you'd ghost me, right? Not only that, you put on my LinkedIn, don't talk with tire, right? And so the whole impact of social media 
elevates the inbound process. And uh, what I realized when uh, somebody on Twitter said, don't talk to Tyre, right? He's not, uh, he didn't follow through on what he said he was going to do. That was not my most shining. And I had to call the person up. I go, you're right. I apologize. They took the Twitter post down, but it was um, like a stark realization that uh, I had to be um, like uh, exact with my words. And then once uh, here in Arizona, what did you do? Did you did, were you just too pushy? Did you promise something that you couldn't have, or what? Yeah, I was too pushy, right? I was too pushy. Another time, I went over a lady's head. Right. I knew exactly. I thought about this for a week. I will never do that again. This was the nicest lady and it was a stretch. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to call her boss. Right. I call her boss. Boss forwards the voicemail to her. And she's like, really? Called my boss. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I apologize. I called her and I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you're never going to sell into our company ever. Right. And I'm like, okay, can I tell the story? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I do a lot of public speaking and I want to use myself as an example of being an idiot. And she's like, okay, like you are, so go for it. Right. And she was so nice about it. And um, like going over somebody's head, if um, there's just much better ways to do it. Right. I it could have gotten one of my colleagues to call her boss and say, tires working with this lady and it would just be easier doing team selling. Right. But I was a little bit myopically focused on uh, rushing towards my goal and uh, forgot that open hearted thing that we talked about. You got stories for days and you have sales stories for all across the spectrum. But I want you to tell me the one that changed your perception on sales. The one that I remember best is um, a company by the name of Novati, because uh, the founder and CEO is a woman by the name of Amelia Wilcox. And in 2014, uh, she was in Utah and um, she had just come from an entrepreneurial program. Right. Uh, it didn't turn out particularly well. And uh, husband's a fireman, Chris. And um, she's like, I think I'm going to start a new company. And uh, she was a massage therapist. Do you like getting your back massaged? Love it. OK, most Love people it. do. Who does it? Right? Uh, some people like don't touch me, but some most people are like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. And it turns out if your employer will pay for um, a back rub, right? You're like, screw the thirty percent com- uh, like commission. I'll, I just want my back rub all the time. So they used to show up in these purple chairs and and rub people's back. And uh, she was a solo entrepreneur, and we explained a little bit about what the inbound uh, process was, where you optimize your website and you. And who uh, who is who's we? Take who are you at this point in time? Okay, I'm a salesperson for HubSpot. In 2014, I'm talking to Amelia Wilcox, who is the CEO of the company. There's only one person in the company, right? So in certain instances, people wouldn't talk to solo entrepreneurs, but I always like to talk to everybody, right? And she's like, okay, I want to scale this company. I'm like, you got to do the work. You got to practice inbound. You got to publish blog articles. You got to put this on your website. She's like, I'm going to do that. And she did. Right. And two years later, she comes back to me and she was uh, now she had uh, 12 employees. Uh, now she was uh, on her way to become the number one uh, massage therapy company in uh, for corporations in uh, the United States. And uh, up through 2020, she had six million dollars worth of revenue. We employed twelve hundred part time massage therapists, not contractors like um, some of these gig workers, part time employees. Because we wanted to make sure that uh, we provided them everything that we wanted to. And we wanted a strong relationship with it. It's all because of Amelia had this big heart, right? So the company grew very, very effectively. And so take me back a little bit on that deal. When you, so initially when you kind of reached out to her, she's a solopreneur, probably doesn't have a ton of money. And like, this is a large software investment. 
Was that a big concern for her? It was. She's like, I'm not going to buy the pro package. I'm going to buy the basic. I'm like, the best thing for you is the pro because you want to scale quickly. She goes, I can only afford the basic. I'm like, okay, got it. Let's write it up. Let's do it. Back then, I had to take digits over the phone. I like, I like wrote down people's credit card number. It was horrible, right? We don't do that anymore, of course. But uh, that's what I did. And um, 60 days later, she came back. I said I should have gone for the larger pack, but I didn't care, right? What I wanted to do is meet her where she was. I wanted her to understand, right, the power of it. And I wanted her to utilize the practice. And uh, Amelia and I have been friends ever since, right? I've been an investor in the company on the board of directors and uh, super excited. That all comes from that foundation of helping. Right. Which my if you go to dntire.com, you'll see my uh, mantra is doing the most good for the universe. Right. That's all I want to do. Right. After four and a half decades of selling. Right. It's not another commission check. Like the, uh, the reason I'm doing this podcast, I want everybody to understand this is the secret of life. The more people you help, the better it is. Right. You want to make more money? Help more people. Right. Darmesh. Darmesh Shah, the co-founder of HubSpot. It's like you want to be a millionaire, help a million people and ask for a dollar. I'm like, OK, that's brilliant. that's written on a wall someplace at HubSpot. Right. And he embodies it. It's amazing, right? And the whole inbound revolution is lead with your heart, right? There's always, Sam, There's you've been helping people ever since I've known you, right? Even if you smile at them, right? Even if you say, all right, what do you need help with? Oh, there's so many ways that Zoom Info can help a customer, right? No, that's great. Any last closing words of wisdom that you want to give to people? Uh, no, first of all, sales is a great profession. Right. It's uh, much different than it was 40 years ago. Right. But it's positioned uh, as scalable. Right. It's a lot of hard work. Right. you got to be smart. You've, uh, it's interesting because you're dealing with uh, motivations of people. Right. And the motivations of people come and stem from the ability to build trust. Right. So the key attribute for any salesperson is uh, to understand who you're working with, to understand how you move from a casual relationship to a trusting relationship by defining uh, defining your ideal customer profile, your personas, and then finding the right information to get the person at the right time. But if you do it right, there's it it lasts forever. Right. And uh, I see people who I. I've known for 25 years, right? And they're like, yeah, that was a great decision. They're very, we're interested in each other's lives and uh, it's a great way uh, to scale your career. This episode of Pretty Big Deal featured Dan Tyre, an inbound fellow at HubSpot. It was produced by me, Sam Balter, and edited by Xavier Leon. If you have a pretty big deal to tell us about, let us know by writing in to prettybigdeal at zoominfo.com. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next episode.